what should an 18-month-old toddler be doing? I know that this is a common question that parents ask me. And if you have an 18-month-old, this may also be something that you're worried about. Are there days you feel you've had it with the sleepless nights, the temper tantrums, the constant fatigue of trying to keep up with an active baby? Does it feel like you're always working so hard as a parent, trying to do everything for your kids and family, and yet it never feels enough? We get it. You love your child more than anything, and yet parenting is also exhausting and challenging, especially when you're bombarded with criticism and pressure to be the perfect parent, which, spoiler alert, does not exist. That's why we created Discerning Parenting, the podcast that helps you cut through the noise and focus on what truly matters in your parenting journey. This podcast is jam-packed with valuable insights and practical tips specifically tailored for parents of kids age 5 and below. So join us and discover how you can use the combined power of science, knowing your child, and your own intuition in making the best parenting decisions for you and your family. What should an 18-month-old toddler be doing? If you have a child who is one and a half years old or is about to be one and a half, this may be your question too. And I know that I commonly get this question from parents. When it comes to movement or physical development, first, they have to be able to walk without holding on to anyone or anything. So this is very important. So if at this age, your toddler is not yet walking on their own without holding on to anything, you may need to speak with your pediatrician about this. Second, your toddler should be able to scribble. And by scribble, I mean holding a pencil or a crayon and simply making marks on the paper. And I emphasize this because a lot of parents at this age may feel pressured to try to get their child to start writing or tracing, and that is not the age for this. So you can just give them a crayon and a blank sheet of paper and have them scribble, and that is going to develop their hand skills and help them prepare for writing. Third, they're going to be able to drink from a cup without a lid. And before, you may need to assist them by holding it for them. At this age, they can hold it already by themselves, although it's still going to spill sometimes. But just because it spills, it doesn't mean that you will always need to hold it for them because they need the practice in holding the cup on their own. And then, fourth, they're going to be able to feed themselves with their fingers. Fifth, try to use a spoon. And sixth, climb on and off a couch or a chair without help. And I know this is the stage where parents can get Worried when their kids start climbing all over the couch. Remember, they're not doing this to be naughty, but this is part of their development. At this age, they need to move and they need to explore. So if you've been criticized by other people because somebody saw your one and a half year old climbing all over the couches and then they're going to say, you have to control your toddler. Well, that is part of their normal movement and exploration. So the important thing here is to give them a safe space to explore. How about language and communication milestones? At this age, a one and a half year old 
has to be saying three or more words besides mama or dada. Now, the words do not need to be completely clear yet, but your child needs to be using some words already. If at this age, they do not have any words yet, it would be good to speak with your pediatrician about this and get a developmental screening and possibly go to a developmental and behavioral pediatrician for an evaluation. Because the earlier that we help your child, the better it's going to be for them. So it's not true that we need to wait until your child is two or wait until your child goes to school before we start worrying about development. But they have to be able to say it and use these words meaningfully. Also, they have to be able to follow one-step directions without any gestures. So what are examples of this? When you say, give me the ball, they're going to give you the ball. Or if you're going to say, pick up the spoon when they're eating, they're able to pick up the spoon. And then you can just say it. You don't need to have any gestures and they're able to follow it. So again, if your child does not seem to be able to follow any directions at this age, then it may be time to take a look at their development. And next would be social and emotional milestones. These are often underrated skills. We often hear people worried about things like learning to read, learning the ABCs, learning about numbers and shapes and colors. But the thing is, what is important at this age would be the conversational skills, following directions, the language milestones I mentioned earlier, and also these social and emotional milestones. And take a look. If you see that your toddler does these, that's actually a win. So one, moving away from you, but looking to make sure you are close by. So it's like you are this safe and secure base for your toddler, and then they're going to go explore the world, but they're going to look back at you. So if your toddler does that, that is a wonderful sign of social and emotional development. And let's not take that for granted. And your toddler is going to point to show you something interesting. So they don't just point to tell you what they want. It's not just, okay, I want this glass of milk. I'm going to point to the milk. But they should also be pointing out the things around them that are interesting. Is it a tree? Is it a dog passing by? Is it a car? And when a child points to something, here I want to introduce a very important term, which we call joint attention. So what is joint attention? Joint attention is when a child will point at something and then they're going to look at the object, they're going to look at the person, and they may look back and forth between the object and the person. So it's sort of like a triangle between the child and the person and the object. This is an extremely important skill because by doing this, the child uses several different ways of communicating. They may say something, it may be a clear word, it may be babbling, and then they will also use gestures, pointing, they will use their facial expressions, they will use eye contact because they're looking at the thing and they're looking at, at the other person. And joint attention is an extremely important skill and we need to see it in toddlers. 
Okay? And there are two kinds of joint attention. For younger toddlers, they would be doing this for things that they want. So for example, a toddler wants a cookie or a toddler wants milk. And then they're going to point to the cookies or the milk. And then later on, at 18 months or at one and a half years old, they have to be showing joint attention for things that they are interested in. So if you don't see joint attention or pointing at this age, this may be something that you want to discuss with your pediatrician or your care provider and an evaluation maybe. And your child is also starting to participate in everyday activities. So for example, if for hand washing, your toddler may put hands out when you're washing them, or if you're dressing your child, they're going to help by pushing their arm through their sleeve or lift their foot. And then they're very interested during reading time. They're going to look at the pages of the book. They're going to look at the pictures. Now take note, this is when a majority of children are going to do them. So for many, many toddlers, they're going to be doing these long before this age. And then there are also the cognitive milestones, which is how kids learn to think and problem solve. So they're going to be imitating you a lot. They're going to copy you doing chores like sweeping with a broom. And the interesting thing here is they're not just going to copy you sweeping a broom, but this is when you'll notice that there's a certain way that you do it. So they won't just copy you sweeping. But if, let's say, you lift your foot in a certain way when you sweep, they're also going to copy that lift. And I noticed this actually in my child when he was a toddler. I didn't even realize that when I stand up to get something from the middle of the dining table, I have this habit of putting my knee on the chair. I didn't even notice I was doing that until my toddler copied it. So there are going to be these idiosyncrasies that you'll see your toddler copying from you. And then they're going to play with toys in simple ways like pushing toy cars. Now, this is very interesting because as our kids grow, we'll also see how their play develops. So we can learn a lot about a child's development by observing how they play. And that's why in the clinic, we spend a good chunk of the time observing how kids interact with different toys, different play objects, and we see how they play. So if you enjoyed this video, head over to discerningparenting.com and I have a free resource library for parents of toddlers. You're going to see things like guide to a week of language boosting activities. And then a while ago, I mentioned it's important to baby-proof your home because they're going to start exploring. So I also have a guide about that. And if you're worried about things like when is my child going to learn to read? Because I know there's plenty of pressure. As early as 18 months old, parents are already worried about their kids' reading. We have a free guide also about preparing your child for reading. And we want to do this in a way that is easy and stress-free and age-appropriate. Any information available at this podcast is intended for general guidance only and must never be considered a substitute for advice provided by a doctor, therapist, or other qualified medical professional.